Aya. Hello. What's go what go on? What go on with you? Um, I, uh, I'm feeling mostly fine, friend Travis. Yeah? It's me, Orion. Are you? Mm-hmm. That's person, good. Yeah, the person that we've known for yeah. an amount of years. How many? It's uh, been... Well, hi. Mm -hmm. So, greater than five, seven, yes. eight. Greater than mm -hmm. eight years. Yeah, you're there, yeah. Less than... All right, I've tricked you. Oh? I'm a doppelganger. Oh, shit. Oh, dang, topical oh, dang. opening. <laughs> We're talking about the doppelganger. You're listening to Tooth and Nail, Monstrous Podcast. It's me, Orion, the in the real. Ain't got no hidden aliens up inside of me, no, sir. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Uh, this is a good one. I, It's neat. I like it. Again, it's like, you know, there's this, like, beautiful little, like, port and it's the port of two good monsters <laughs> in between. And I feel like this is a reduction, right? Like, not all the demons were bad. Not all yeah. the devils were bad. Uh, and I betcha not all of the dragons will be, like, boring yeah. or whatever. It's just, it's a, it's a nice little but, vacation. Yeah, yeah. We're, on, we're on D Monster Isle, where we got Displacer Beasts and Doppelgangers. And they're both just good, solid monsters. Very separate. Have nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. and, and then yeah. join us next time for the beginning of Dragons. For two episodes. Well, no. We'll do Dracoliches. Probably like three, maybe four episodes. Plan is, I think, well, my plan currently. No more than four. My plan currently is to do Dracoliches as one, Dragon Turtles as one, and then uh, two episodes for the, the like, dragons. Color, or chromatic and metallic. Maybe, or maybe just do all of the lore and then all of the, like, blow-by-blow -blow mechanical right. stuff on the next one. Maybe. Fair. And yeah. it's just kind of what I'm throwing together in my brain. It's not like we've been talking about this for months about how we're going to do dragons. Look, it's a big thing. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, but for now, we're talking about the Doppelganger. 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 It's, uh, it's like, um, it's a shapeshifter. You know what it is. It's yeah. a shapeshifter. It's neat. It's one of these, like, rogue social kind of ones. It's not quite the same as, like, having a ninja, but it's more like the... You know, if you want to get into, like, intrigue stuff a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in a low-stakes environment, this is a good monster to use. And we'll find that, like, they actually, like, gave them the stats and stuff to be sociable and, you know, have it be kind of a complex encounter of, like, intrigue and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, which is neat. So, if you're good to go, and if I'm good to go, and neither of us are doppelgangers... Neither of us. Then we can start... The episode. As I always say, let's jump right into it. Uh-huh. You're the one that always says that. Mm -hmm. I have this idea of like <laughs> the the podcast, they're identical. <laughs> Which one do I shoot? <laughs> the left podcast. No, let's start the episode proper. In terms of the art, it kind of looks like um, those, uh, the silence from Doctor Who, but without clothes and blue. Like if Doctor Manhattan uh, gave birth to, to a silence. <laughs> well, they don't got the mouth and they have really dramatic angular faces like the silence and Doctor... Am I, am I remembering? I didn't watch that the, much Doctor Who. The silence looked like 
if ray aliens were slender man yeah yeah so. and i kind of get like in their face they're like really grumpy dramatic face without mouths you'll be happy to know that you are spot on for third edition oh really <laughs> yeah spoilers <laughs> uh yeah so they look like uh to my mind they look like a silenced dr manhattan where they're just blue dudes uh i kind of like how like lanky they are right like i like their weird flesh folds <laughs> yeah so they got a lot of folds uh their like their skeletal structure is like kind of sloping little bonkers yeah like it's it's like a little bit like you just like scaled down a person <laughs> just by the the horizontal axis yeah. in an rpg you set the chest setting very low yeah the arms really big yeah and it's kind of <laughs> like we've got this like like saggy quality to the skeleton not necessarily to the flesh we've had flesh lumps before but this is kind of like like his arms are a little bit too long and his legs are a little bit too long but his torso is still still kind of tiny yeah uh, the head's a bit long as well it's neat right like it's it's uncanny which is what the entirety of all doppelganger fears sort of archetypically rely on this feeling of like oh it's this thing that i recognize but is not the thing that i recognize oh yeah so I like it, oh, so I, was, no, 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 feel I like i like kind of the structure of how the the musculature where the neck is and like where the arms are how it all feels like nothing on the body really fits right yeah like the neck is huge and thick and like connects to the back of the ears yeah like, you're right like the neck is really thick Oh, I didn't even notice. So that's crazy. It is. It's kind of like it doesn't know what even. It was just like, ah, I like this. Let's do this today. It looks like one of the arms is very thin and like kind of skin tight, but the other one is like, it's like it made too much skin for yeah. the length of the arm that it is. Yeah, like the left bicep is like really emaciated, but its forearm part of that same arm is it's still really thick. Thick, yeah. That's kind of cool. I dig it. <laughs> this is actually, this seems like a really cool character study for uh, the thing that we talk about a lot in this is like, show me what the monster is kind of like on the inside like how how its anatomy is configured in this weird way yeah and so this this does kind of scratch that like oh man like what's going on with its bones and meat yeah it's got like the weirdly shaped pectoral that just kind of stops yeah. being one halfway yeah up. it just kind of like gives up <laughs> midway through don't it yeah it's really good it uh, is. i it's like how neat. this is all laid out yeah yeah and it's like very dramatic like the muscles are muscles and the bones are bones and it feels like angular and kind of threatening and and it, it just like works right like it feels yeah. like oh yeah this is a monster uh i like that it's pose it definitely is i don't know it, it does it's not quite like sasquatch like oh, <laughs> yeah. but he's kind of it almost looks like pensive like he's looking over like well to what me am i gonna do today to me it looks like the pose of one of those like a grecian statue oh yeah where it's like just kind of like had like three quarter off in the distance yeah, like contrapposto or whatever yeah. like <laughs> like hello and it, and it feels like a like a character's like an anatomy study right which is cool because yeah. its anatomy is fucked up right <laughs> so it, it kind of like makes it i don't know it draws attention to its weird like impossible structure yeah like you wouldn't notice the weird shitty saggy skin if it was in an action pose or like how the muscle doesn't fit just right yeah yeah it almost makes me want like a like a b-side of the vitruvian man the like yeah. with like his arms out and whatnot uh, i think that would have been a really cool way to to take a look at like what's going on on, the, on this guy 
Uh, and it would have cool been cool to have like a set of them of like different like like no non-standardized like this one has much larger hands than they ought to right. this one has much <laughs> like smaller feet or whatever it's neat yeah i uh i love how this guy looks but i gotta tell you <laughs> all the other editions except for third edition are pretty damn funny yeah or except for fourth edition uh so fourth mm -hmm. uh sucks cool because it's just a gray woman. Oh, it's just it's a just hot a, lady. It's just a gray hot That's lady. That's like an Azamar. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, oh, it has white eyes and the black rings around it. It's not quite human. It's like, that's, whatever, man. That's so generic looking. I almost wonder if we have the wrong monster again. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, hmm. that's what's on here. Third hmm. edition. Hey. Oh, it's, it's an alien. alien. <laughs> it's like way alien that yeah. time. It's like crazy <laughs> alien that time straight up into alien mm -hmm. i like its weird lanky fingers yeah and uh, you know i kind of like how alien they look because it feels like the like the abduction trope of like oh i got stolen by aliens so it's replaced kinda, by an alien yeah it's kind of like they have that extraterrestrial bent to them and it, and it kind of invokes that fear which is neat yeah i'm gonna go back to first edition yeah. first yeah and then that. show you second edition to yeah. see where the evolution of them went Sure. So here is first edition. Whoa, brain stealer from the planet Mars. <laughs> yep. Whoa. Yeah. With a very like. I love his like. He's like, well, let's do it. It's like a very like like propaganda poster for Neptunians or something like that. We can stop the human menace. It's a real Mars attack, looking motherfucker. I, it's I funny it. you say that because it evolved into. Do you remember what the Emperor alien in Mars Attacks was wearing? Kind of like a weird high. Cut. Yeah, like a high. Cut. Basically, second edition. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a very second edition thing to do. I like the little tassel boots yeah they just kind of turned it into uh yeah <laughs> yeah i almost wonder like there's probably like a big storied history like that we don't get in fifth edition lore that's probably like they were psionics from another planet and fucking spell jammer shit outer realm shit yeah, yeah. whatever uh so i wonder how that goes yeah it's, it's <laughs> the evolution of them is great yeah yeah but I do like where we ended up. Yeah, yeah, like really. I honestly like. I kind of like third edition a little bit more. Like I like I it a little bit more the, alien, the lanky alien, yeah, like looking a little, uh, gray, gray head. What the fuck do they call it? Green men? Just called grays. Grays. Yeah. Yeah. Gray, yeah. Moon men. The the moon men. <laughs> um, so in terms of the lore that we get, it's more or less what you would expect for this sort of thing. The idea is that these doppelgangers, they're evil shapeshifters. They'll take the shape of whatever they see and they will often sort of like study their prey in order to pull off what the book calls cons like literally the book tells us that a couple of them will pull off like a con and i love this idea of like wandering shyster doppelgangers got me again sold me my snake oil thought it was my best mate he did but there are some limits to the their the nature of their transformation right so it's not like um it's like mystique rules where they can you know change their form but they don't get like any internal thoughts or anything like that, right? They don't they right. don't get to steal any any knowledge or secrets. However, they do have them crazy alien brains that let them detect the thoughts around them. And if they focus, they can uh, sort of read the surface thoughts and gain basic access to basic information about the whoever's thoughts they're reading. And that helps them, you know, do more infiltration and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize they don't really have the 
they know what the person knows when yeah. you transform. I thought they did, but I guess not. No, no, no they got to learn it. And that I, I feel like that's a little bit better. I like that it's something that they have to, like, put effort into. Yeah. It says, like, if if they know they're going to, like, take over someone's life, they have a long-term plot to keep the double alive so they can kind of... Yeah, and it, it kind of implies, like, the... Like, it's a very, like, conscious, like, the person you're reading the thoughts of knows that they're getting their brains probed. Yeah. And I kind of like that a little bit more. Like, it requires, like, tactics on the part of the doppelganger. Like, we have to kidnap this dude, keep him in our in our thought dungeon. <laughs> we gotta keep uh, him talking. And we gotta, yeah, we gotta keep him, keep him thinking so I can steal them good, good social security number digits. <laughs> Uh, and I love there's like a little extra detail that says that um, if they do like a big like a big con like you know I'm gonna be a king for a bit a bunch of the the other ones will also just kind of shape shift as they need to keep up the illusion <laughs> like today I'm the advisor today I'm the accountant and it's it's just very neat and it, it reminds me of um, I think you did this once it was like a town full of doppelgangers. Oh, it was... It was an Oblex. It was the town full of Oblex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love the idea of, like, a, hello, for, like, a Nibelheim from Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Like, a, hey, what? And then the party gets here, and everybody's like, what's going on? And they're like, uh, we gotta go. I like that. I love, like, good simulation stuff. Like, the Uncanny Valley is a, a very nice place to be for fiction. Yeah, it's always good fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They also, the book mentions this other thing uh, that I don't necessarily know what to think about. I'm not in it. Uh, not it, in it. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so they're, the other thing, doppelgangers, they reproduce uh, by just turning into really hot dudes. Uh, and the book tells us they seduce women in order to have little changeling children. Uh, and then they just kind of ghost. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I'm not sure about the, like, politically about that, uh, but also it does kind of just feel like, whatever, dad, I don't yeah. know, get out of my life. It like, feels uh, unapologetically like something somebody wrote when they were 14. Yeah, or like then, some fight club ass where yeah. a generation of men raised by their mother, it kind of feels like, uh, oh, this is the reason why the, the divorce rate is so high. I don't know. It's not... It feels a little fraught. Well, because like then at the end of it, it's like the mother raises it until it just decides to say, fuck you, mom, yeah. and then goes out and joins its dad. Yeah, until it does like <laughs> uh, like um, a uh, Dunwich kind of thing where it's like, oh, I am a monster. I'll go hang out with the rest, which like can be kind of cool. Like, I betcha there's there might be a neat like little character arc of this kid who by degrees feels the draw of the doppelganger and decides to go and join the doppelganger circus and run politic crimes yeah that's fair um it just it just kind of i think the reason it kind of sucks is that it just kind of blanket statements all doppelgangers with this little addendum yeah like almost like they're by nature just like i've gotta just fuck someone and then leave yeah and then like eh, my kid can find me later yeah and then, like i don't really like and then the like yeah like i the, don't vibe with that the like specifically like victimizing women kind of thing yeah. feels weird yeah i don't know it's not my favorite i don't necessarily know what to think about it but i don't think that i like it because it does also imply that like by turning into a dude they have the ability to reproduce which yeah. means if they turned into a woman they just could yeah for i don't <laughs> this so, is another like i don't know necessarily it's very written by a dude yeah all I mean. yeah like... it's very yeah it's very dude written <laughs> uh so that's not great even though i do think that like the 
the Shadow over Innsmouth thing. Uh, Shadow over Innsmouth thing. I said Dunwich earlier. I meant Shadow over ah. Innsmouth thing. The like, oh, I have, you know, the, I'm going to go join the, the Doppelganger Circus. Mm. Might be kind of a fun NPC character arc if you're in the mood for that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always room for a shitty thing to have happened in a backstory, but. Yeah, in the meantime, like, for, for adventure hooks, like, I love the town full of doppelgangers. That's always fun. And there, it's oh, just yeah. like, oh, it's the same five ones that are just, like, always out of breath running from shop to shop as the <laughs> players are trying to buy shit or whatever. <laughs> I was picturing, like, they were down on the dock, and it's like, oh, Steve, how's it going? And then by the time they get to the other side of town, there's also Steve talking to someone else, and they're like, what? Why are there only ever five people in all of these taverns? <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess we'll go to the docks. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be a fun, you know, kind of farcical thing. I also, like, this could be... So here's the thing about this. The doppelganger is so low level, right? It's only a CR3 creature that it feels kind of built for these low stakes, kind of almost jokey scenarios, right? Uh, which are always good and fun. I would like to see um, like a, a higher mob variety, like a, an alpha doppelganger or whatever. That might be a little bit tougher. That could be like a like a villain of sorts. Like a, the king is suddenly being really weird and evil. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then by degrees, you figure out, oh, it's a doppelganger. Um, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, there, there's the classic encounter, which is one that I ran in a very short game, which is just um, the party's camping in the woods, and then when they wake up, there's a doppelganger mimicking exactly one of the party members. Yeah. Because it's the classic, like, which one do I shoot? But <laughs> it was just Nick, Jess, and Jacob, and Jacob was the one I mimicked, and he decided <laughs> that... I was like, he's mirroring your every move. You both have the same weapons. He was like, I pull up my bow and I shoot him in the head. And I was like, all right, you get shot in the head too. And that is, I'll carry that with me forever because I'm like, doppelgangers are now in my top list of monsters because you never know how the players are going to react. Yeah. And I just, it's it's a good feel. It's It's a fun little like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a any wild card. situation. It's just a good wild card. Yeah, yeah, they're neat. They're neat for that. Yeah, I like the um, I like that mimicking the party idea. Like, I like that mimicking a party player idea for the oh, who do I shoot kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that there could also be some like, like you could do like a fun racket. Like, go go. I feel like wasn't this a Witcher quest? Like, go kill the demon. Here's fifty gold. And then, like... That does sound familiar. And then the demon's the guy or something like that, and he's running some crazy racket. That does sound familiar, but I, I don't I know for sure. Okay. Do that. This is... This is, <laughs> this is the, the part where you participate. Go look up that Witcher quest and then do that. <laughs> that's a good one. But I think that's about, like... I think that's... I'm about tapped out for, for ideas for, like, lore stuff for, yeah. for doppelgangers. So let's uh, talk about the interesting mechanical thing that we have here. So mechanically, the doppelganger is a medium monstrosity. It's a shape changer. Mm -hmm. It's neutral in alignment. Mm -hmm. 
which means that like they could be like just not they could just be like self-interesting not necessarily evil that's and some... the i i man the the first sentence of the wiki says mm. that it's like they they'll kill people and assume their identities but they're not evil oh and it's like Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I wish like that that's another act of sorry to like step immediately back into yeah. adventure hook shit. Uh that would have been that would be a cool like like uh I don't know, like like therapy doppelgangers or something that are like, hey whatever. <laughs> if you want your dad to tell you he loves you, there we go. <laughs> I don't know if this is good for you, but I, I don't really but, care. I'll take the money. Wonder Fuck gold, it. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, like over like a caricaturist of sorts, like, hey, for jokes, this is your best friend, but he's got like a crazy mustache. Let's go. I think that can be like, kind of like. Because yeah, neutral does imply like just up for whatever. Yeah. Like, but it's I, almost always like. Yeah, for, I kill for my own I, personal I gain. I kill somebody and become them and gain money or I con people and swindle them. And yeah. it's like, that's. That's kind of evil, though. All evil things, yeah. or at least chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and on the other hand, like I wouldn't mind seeing like a, like a like a lawful one that's like a messenger. <laughs> like, oh, the king sends this message, and then turns, turns into the king, into and the everyone's king. like, whoa, <laughs> or whatever. I think that could be kind of fun and cool. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so all that aside, mechanically, um. It has, it's a CR3 creature, right? So pretty early game stuff. Its AC is a little bit higher than average. It's got a 14 AC, uh, and its hit points are consequently a a fair bit lower. Uh, I'm guessing, I mean, like a couple standard deviations, which probably means that it's a little bit below average, adjusting for D&D inflation stuff that happens with with, uh, hit points. It also has the 30 foot run speed that you would expect for like a humanoid kind of creature. Right. Its stats are pretty also kind of what you would expect for like a face rogue of sorts, right? So its strength, intelligence, and wisdom are, you know, average or a little bit above. And then its charisma and constitution are a little bit above that. And then its dexterity is its highest stat at 18. It's It's, pretty, pretty dexterous. I would have thought dex and charisma would be flipped, personally. I think, so the way that, I think... It seems just to keep it competitive as a monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dex, I think, was given priority because of fighting. Yeah. Um, the charisma stuff, because you can kind of, like, fudge it a little bit when you make a monster. Uh, right. So, like, there is a math to it, right? Like, every creature has its own pr- proficiency bonus based on its CR. Uh, and then you can add that if it's technically, like, proficient in a skill. Yeah. Uh, you can make that work. So, I imagine maybe it was somewhat arbitrarily decided, but, like its skill bonuses are still good enough that it's fine, That's especially fair. at this early in the game. Uh, speaking of which, it's it does get a bonus to deception, a, you know, a pretty sound plus six bonus to deception, and then it has a plus three to inside as well, which means that this is a pretty good social monster. It's good at lying. It's good at picking up people's thoughts or, like, feelings <laughs> or, like, what they're about and their vibes. <laughs> Vibe-checking uh, people. Mm-hmm. Which is good. That's exactly what you would want for this kind of creature. It does have one condition immunity. It's immune to the charm condition. Which is neat. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It, like, reinforces this idea that this is, like, a psionic, like, you, my brain, I literally, all I do is thinking about other people's actual thoughts. You can't fucking trick me, mate. Yeah. 
Which also means that it's immune to its m- memory being modified, which mm. is neat. Yeah. I really like that it's just kind of immune to, like, all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, a psionic creature uh, that has defenses put in place, which feels cool. Uh, it has dark vision out to 60 feet because it's a D&D monster. It has an okay passive perception of 11. It does speak common. It speak of the common. Yeah. And, you know feel free to have it learn other languages as you see fit, depending on what its con is. I almost like the idea of, like, boy, the king's draconic has gotten really shitty lately. <laughs> that is, I, I feel like that's exactly what it is, because they're having to learn a language by reading the thoughts of somebody who speaks that language for, like, a week, and yeah. just like, I gotta crash course draconic real bad. Yeah, gotta... yeah it's like a real, <laughs> like a real Joe Biden situation, where, like, <laughs> Jesus. boy, we just haven't seen the king in, like, two weeks. <laughs> Uh, and every time he comes out, he just says weird shit in Draconic. I can't understand a single thing he's saying. He puts a sentence together, I'll give him that, but, Mm. like, it doesn't really make sense. Boy, maybe we should, maybe we should say it not, maybe we should not follow this leader. Or not, whatever. 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 In terms of its traits, it has a shape changer, which is what you would expect. It's basically like a low-end polymorph, where, or I guess in some ways like a better version of polymorph, because this one you can turn into a humanoid as opposed to the spell polymorph where you can turn into a beast. Uh, the doppelganger can transform into a small or medium humanoid that it's seen, or back into its true form as it would like. Unlike turning into like a big scary monster, because you're just turning into like a different kind of person, you're for for this instance, the, the doppelganger stats remain the same. Uh, and interestingly, it doesn't change its equipment, like its equipment doesn't meld with it, uh, which is kind of neat and kind of outside the norm for D&D. Yeah, um, I love that because that's very like true to yeah. doppelgangers. It's like, like werewolf shit, yeah. right? Like They got to get naked. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, which like would be uncomfortable <laughs> if it was fourth edition doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, but since it's a, just a Dr. Manhattan alien, I'm not like really bothered by it. I just pictured the situation earlier where the doppelganger messenger turns into the king. <laughs> Just like the naked king giving the message to everyone. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Farewell. Oh. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I, uh, yeah, I like the idea. I, I like the idea that it's, like, down to earth, right? Like, the doppelganger has to think about the, me- like, the mechanics of, like, all right, I gotta leave a change of clothes here. I gotta leave a sword here if I gotta go be a warrior. And, like, just the yeah. idea. Or, like, like, you know, like, there's just, like, armor strewn all over their, their house or whatever. And, like, just makeup everywhere. And they're, like, in a pinch. And it's like, all right, what, what can fit into the clothes I'm wearing? I can't turn into a dwarf. Yeah. Like, I'll... Too yeah. small. Goliath, too big. No. Yeah. Yeah, it reinforces the, like, intrigue and intricacies of this kind of thing, which is kind of what you want out of a doppelganger, right? Like, you kind of want to get into the, like, oh, the con, right? It feels kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, feel free to adapt it if you if you just don't have time for that shit, right? Like, uh, if, yeah. if you don't have to, if you ain't got time to worry about where they're getting their dwarf clothes, <laughs> uh, I won't tell uh, if you if you change it up a little bit. They get a trait called Ambusher, where they have advantage on attack rolls uh, if they are attacking somebody that's surprised. 
which I didn't realize, like we talked about this earlier, I didn't realize that that wasn't just the case all the time. Like, yeah. there are a couple of rules in D&D where, like, I feel like groupthink has just changed what they're about. Yeah, uh, like, normally you only get advantage in a surprise scenario if you were hidden. Yeah. But yeah, surprise also works differently than people think it does. But yeah, do it the way you want to do it because you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably doing it better than the game. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> the idea of there being like a surprise round where like mm-hmm. you've been surprised. Everyone who's surprising you get their turn mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you don't necessarily get advantage, but everybody gets to like, you know, run a train on you until the, the round's over. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the preferable. Way. Yeah, I think that that way is good for me and doesn't kind of you know, shortchange this trait here. Uh, but basically, for the doppelganger's sake, it just makes it more of, like, a hidden striker rogue, right? Like, uh, I'm the king, lol, gotcha, dagger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm your loved one, nope, slash. <laughs> they also have the other thing that makes them more roguish. Uh, they get surprise attack, which is, like, a, a really tiny version of sneak attack, where if the doppelganger hits a creature that it is surprised in the first round of combat, the target will take an extra 10 3d6 damage from the attack. It's just a, a quick way to kind of pad out the damage because in terms of damage, the doppelganger is pretty minuscule. Yeah. It's wild that it only gets that once, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. I would assume it would just be... Well, I feel like... Let's uh, let's talk about the actions real quick. Because okay. I, I, I feel like this is not a you just fight the doppelganger. I feel like this is the guards attack him yeah. and then you know maybe at the end of it like the doppelganger might like oh you got me nah, <laughs> stab in terms of its actions the doppelganger gets a, a multi-attack where it can make two melee attacks the attack that it gets is called slam uh it has a plus six to hit which is pretty accurate for its cr on a hit it does seven 1d6 plus four bludgeoning damage and then like you know it's a little bit more accurate putting the two things together its damage budget is pretty low like it's a standard deviation below less than that uh so so again like it feels like this is like a you know i might get my one slap in and then either book it or you know get other people to fight for me or whatever it almost makes me wonder like it makes me want a like a suggestion spell right like a once per day or whatever it can cast Maybe yeah. not mass suggestion, but like some, a some suggestion sort of or something like a charm or whatever. Yeah. The other action that it takes is called read thoughts. This is kind of the the cool, interesting thing that it gets. Basically, within sixty feet of it, it can read the thoughts of a creature. It does the D and D thing where it's like it penetrates three feet of wood or dirt, two feet of stone, two inches of metal, or a thin sheet of lead. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, it just make every time I see that, it makes me think of like, like you know, SCU or SCP, like, I gotta get into my hazmat suit to fight my doppelganger. And I carry around a thin sheet of lead with yeah, me wherever I go. sheet of lead. <laughs> tin foil hats. Mm-hmm. Can't go on without it. While the target's in range, the doppelganger will continue reading its thoughts as long as the doppelganger's concentration isn't broken. Basically, what it gets out of this stuff, uh, it gets, like, as we get in the lore, like, base, whatever, information... Uh, but mechanically how this works is while the doppelganger is reading a person's thoughts, it has advantage on wisdom, insight, and charisma, deception, intimidation, and persuasion checks against the target, right? So it's kind of like they're navigating the other person's brain a little bit, like... Yeah, it's pretty cool because I didn't realize that this isn't, like, a saving throw thing. Yeah. Also, the person isn't, like, 
aware of it. I, yeah, yeah, you know, I go kind of back and forth on it. Um, because it doesn't... Well, because detect thoughts, like the regular spell detect thoughts, they only know if you try to probe deeper. Yeah, yeah. And this one doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was kind of was thinking about, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of like the idea if somebody is aware when they're brain is probing because it makes the doppelganger have to be a bit more crafty uh but i i can also see the opposite for like i mean this basically becomes useless if the person knows right this is only good in a conversation yeah really uh so i guess for mechanically it's probably better if they don't um in which case this is kind of like your 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 conversation buff right like in lieu of getting a whole bunch of deception and intimidation and persuasion bonuses uh this guy can just kind of pull this off and then this is your your way of kind of padding out your narrative in a way, right? Like this yeah. more or less helps ensure that the doppelganger can't get caught immediately because yeah. of a lucky dice roll or whatever. Like if it infiltrates the party yeah. even or something like at this point it has like a plus six to deception. And if it's reading the thoughts of the person trying to figure out if it's a doppelganger, it has advantage on that. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it's a pretty good, it's a good way to like cover your ass, right? Like if, yeah. if so that your doppelganger shtick isn't yeah immediately, immediately. like oh, all right, I'll just put this <laughs> these notes away, right? Uh, which I can I can admire, uh, maybe not admire, but I can respect. Yeah. So yes, so those are the things that the doppelganger can do. Like I said, it's not very good in a fight. So I like the idea of like if you were to do a doppelganger, like oh fuck, the king's been exposed, and not just because he didn't have any clothes. <laughs> I like the idea that like it almost I I feel like a chase would be fine, right? Like it has higher AC. It feels like it's meant to like all right. We'll all get our one turn of slapping down on this. Uh, we'll all get our one turn of slapping down on this doppelganger, and then the doppelganger turn tails and run, uh, turns tail and runs. And then it becomes like a chase sequence. If it breaks line of sight, it might transform into someone else. Right. But perhaps without clothes. Yeah, either without clothes or in the same clothes. Or in the same clothes. And then it's like a perception check or whatever. Uh, I feel like this is one of those, one of those kind of monsters where it's the chase is not like, oh, fuck, we got to kill it because it's got our friend in it. But rather like, oh, we got to go beat up this guy. But it's sneaky. Yeah. A doppelganger doesn't feel like it's built for the fight. It yeah. feels like it's built for the event. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is definitely like uh, we're going to theater of the mind it tonight, guys. It would never you would never. Well, hopefully, probably you would never have like a situation come up where it was like in the night you're attacked by two doppelgangers. Like, yeah. That's, OK. Yeah. That's not that's not going to do it. Like, that's cool. not what that's for. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's kind of what I feel. I also like the idea of, like, uh, this kind of just being in the background, right? Um, I can imagine a, the king commands the knights to attack, and then they fight off the knights or whatever, and then it, they, they go and attack the king, and the, you know, I almost like the idea of, um, so I know I mentioned, like, I would have liked, like, a boss-level doppelganger for, for if you want it to be, like, a big fight. Yeah. I also kind of like the idea of this being, like, a level 15 encounter, where like the they're fighting off knights and crazy ass shit, and then all that's left is the king, and they take their mighty swig, and then they just like fall over dead in one hit. Turns back into the yeah. shapeshifter thing, and it's like, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> all right, 
Yeah, I was Ooh. I was thinking I was this, I like the doppelganger being in the background because it's it's very easy to slot in if you have kind of the world built out mm -hmm. because there could just be things happening in the background that you just sprinkle to your players like the king is called for in order for a a war hmm. which is very out of yeah. character for him uh the troops are assembling and you just kind of like seed that in there and yeah then, like for eventually like months and months. he's like doing like crazier things lately he's building a fortress yeah yeah that could be that could be good fun a good way to like foreshadow some stuff yeah it does because it, like it's just a doppelganger, so it's not, like, the big bad evil guy. It could be. Yeah. It's just that you're going to have to rely on giving him some badass second-in-command knights if yeah. you want a cool fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Definitely not uh, a one-on-one -on -one fight. Yeah. Uh, but definitely could be an interesting, like, big courtroom encounter kind of thing. Yeah. Which is which is cool. <laughs> Prove the king is a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. The most difficult court case you'll ever have. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's about what I got. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Like, I like these sociable ones, right? Like, I like the non-combat ones. I It's neat. Doppelgangers have, like, a little bit of an advantage because I like them in all media mm -hmm. is the thing. Yeah, yeah. I love me a good mystique. Uh, or All the Witcher Dopplers are really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all good stuff. I like mimics all that. Well, someday we'll get to mimics That's in true. a thousand years. It's true. And we'll we'll talk for for extended periods of time about mimic. But I'm um I'm always all sorts good for, of mimics. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always down for a, a shape changer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave us a review at the places where the reviews go. Mm. You After to, the beep. You'll have to find out where that, that goes. Because uh, I'm not going to do it for you. I got places to go. I got a, I got a wife and kid I got to feed. <laughs> if you didn't like this Tooth and Nail episode, feel free to check out nerdsmith.org. Where... If you didn't like this episode of Tooth and Nail, fuck you. Why? <laughs> You're wrong. Why would you do that? Why just get very rude? Be better. <laughs> if you didn't like to the nail, I don't begrudge you. I don't like us much either. Uh, check out <laughs> check out nerdsmith.org where you find a, a lot of much better stuff than the stuff that that we make. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> before I say some other weird shit, uh, what's our creature creature comfort for this one? <sighs> Do like a do a thing check on your friends. Do a the thing <laughs> Vibe check. check all your friends. Yeah, make sure because you never know who's gonna like fucking stab you. Also, like, are you sure you're not a Doppler? Oh know? my god! Like, yeah. Think about that. Like, what if you're the Doppler? Examine your family you know? troop. Maybe you got. Maybe you got. Maybe you got Insmith. Yeah. Maybe maybe you got Insmith. Maybe you got Insmith. In which case, I'll see you at the Doppelganger convention. Have a good night. Bye.